recorded in front of a live virtual audience on the Duck Pond. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, live. Mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. One more thing before we start. Let me turn it over to my friend that you may know from Ancient Aliens and the Curse of Oak Island and many other things. Robert Clotworthy. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. I want to welcome everybody to this evening's Mallory Report. I hope everybody's well. Uh, special uh, shout out to my listeners in Florida, uh, sending love and positive thoughts. And if you need anything, you guys let us know. We'll do our best to get it down there to you. Uh, I've talked to a couple of you who are down there, and what a mess. Just got to say that off the top. My guest tonight is Julie Ann Guthrie Smol- Smolson. Sam, how do you say your last name? Yes. I'm sorry. Did I get it right? You got it. Oh. Yes, you did. I was so I, I was thinking about that, and then I just just went for it. You are <laughs> she Julie is a author, energy and sound healer, medium, medical intuitive, paranormal remote viewer, Ashokic Records channeler, podcaster, creator of ZenBuzzies dot com. In your spare time, you enjoy the mis- the mystical unknowns in the paranormal worlds. I think I just said that, but that's all good. So we have a lot to talk about this evening. Let's welcome Julie to the report. How are you doing tonight? Good, thank you, Jim. Thanks for having me. So let's start with the easiest question on night. What what got you into all this spiritual paranormal stuff? A broken heart. I needed to mend my broken heart. <laughs> so I turned to spiritual healing rather than traditional, you know, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure I am. <laughs> well, obviously it made an impression on you. I'm not sure if that's good, bad, or indifferent. I, what I've been meant to do is my purpose in life, I guess. So, okay, yeah. so not to dig too far in that. Obviously, I don't want to dig into the broken heart part of that. But what point in your life were you at? Were you? How, I, I, want, I don't want to ask your age because that, that doesn't necessarily pertain. But well, that, that's okay. It, it does kind of make a difference in a sense because in how was oh big stories anyway <laughs> I was around forty six forty seven and um, around that time your Chiron returns and it comes around to do so you can do healing so that's astrological you know okay so I, I guess i guess it does matter because you have been uh, around the block once or twice so this wasn't some fly by the night decision to get in all this stuff i guess the, where, that's where i was going with all this right no um my first real experience that i can remember was around age six where i sensed the ghost it just happened to be my great-grandfather because i was in his room so <laughs> um, that was oh, interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, so you had that experience. Now, I love asking people this question because I know there, there's one or two reactions to this. So you, you had that experience. Did you tell somebody? Oh, I, I stayed up all night. I was six years old. I was freaked out in my mind. <laughs> and I was waiting for the sun to come up so I could go tell my brothers. <laughs> like, did you have this experience? No, they didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> You know. Okay, so so your brothers didn't know what you're talking about. Now, did, did you, I'm assuming, may have told a parent at that point? I don't think I told anyone. I can't remember telling anyone. Because there's always that first conversation. I remember one of my first conversations after I had a had a paranormal experience, and I, you know, told people, and they looked at, there was a few that looked at me like I was absolutely crazy, which I felt like I was absolutely crazy and agreed with them. And okay. then there was another handful of people that went, yeah, that's a ghost, and you need to calm down about it. I'm like, no, no, there's no calming down about this. And they're like, yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not to me, anyway. Yeah. This is something new, right? <laughs> I'm sorry um, you believe yeah. that, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right? um, so, you know, I've always had that, that sixth sense to be able to sense if there's a ghost around 
are present. It's not that I see them, I sense them, I feel them. And almost can talk to them by telepathy. So it's kind of interesting. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's, let's do this real quick, Edward, here. Uh, let's get after it, duckpondshop.com. Let's get after it, duckpondshop.com. Okay, so, but you, you you had the sense for a while, and you, I don't want to say been playing with spirits, but I, I my vocabulary is not good enough to put a better word on it. But what made you want to get into it, into it? Because obviously, like I, I read that whole list of things, you're into it now. Yeah, I'm kind of deep in it. Um, <laughs> well, I just found it really fascinating. I, you know, as a teenager and a young person, I really suppressed my abilities. And then I started working with healers to heal myself. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is probably where I'm going. And so, you know, Reiki tends to be the gateway drug of choice. So I did Reiki, became a Reiki master teacher, and then I kind of went into body work. I was doing reflexology and craniosacral, and I was really, I really had to teach myself how to scan the body in, in doing those things, and I got turned on to Louise Hayes and identifying the emotions in the body and how they're connected to disease. And so I kind of just played with that, with, you know, what was going on in my body and, you know, friends and family around me, what's going on with them. And from there, I, I'm also an empath, so add that on top of it. it. It's really helped me to develop a skill which I call medical intuitive, which is not, like, the greatest term for what I do. <laughs> so well, There, there needs to be a like, term no. for what you do. Because you do a lot of yeah. little things. I think there needs to be a, I don't want to say umbrella term because that sounds too generic, but yeah. I do stuff. <laughs> but it's funny, you came you came in the deep end off Reiki. I came in off a ghost experience and then, oh goodness, it's been, well, right before I started doing my show. So I guess I'd make that 12 hmm. years ago. Ooh, ugh, ouch. Um, I had, uh, wow. we had a, par- we founded the paranormal team before that. And then one of our members, uh, called me one night and he says hey i got somebody i want you to talk to here and i said okay who is it he's like just talk to them i'm like i love these kind of things where somebody hands somebody the phone you have no idea who you're talking to on the other end and he's like so what's bothering you tonight and i said what do you mean what's bothering me tonight you know like (laughs) hello stranger how are you what's bothering you tonight and he's i said oh oh physically i'm like oh oh okay i've got some shoulder pain i was uh a little rough on my shoulders in my youth. Yeah. We won't get into that mess, but he's like, okay. And he's like, let me know if you feel anything. And I said, oh, okay. Right. And then I started feeling this mm-hmm. sharp, I don't want to say sharp pain, but that's the only word, words. Again, I, my vocabulary is kind of limited. It kind of felt like a, like a needle, I guess. Maybe sharp. There we go. And it was, you know, kind of went in and then the, the pressure in my shoulder went away. And he's like, do you feel that? And I said, yeah, what? what, what? <laughs> and he kind of explained to me, and then he kind of introduced himself, you know, kind of worked this whole thing backwards, and I went, oh. I mean, I had heard about it, but never had the opportunity or even gave it a, much of a thought at that point. And then, well, yeah. So I, I do believe that the, the remote healing and the remote, all this stuff, but, man, it's, it's a trip. Yeah. Until you've experienced it, it's, like I said, it's it's a trip. It's still a trip. It thinking really about. is. It is a trip. I, I actually worked with a healer a couple years ago and um, remotely, and they were able to actually physically move my body, like body parts, not my whole body, but move my foot over, <laughs> move my hand over, like, no, this is not happening. It it happened. <laughs> and then, of course, I did distance Reiki, and that's when I first experienced, you're going to love this, remote viewing. And I accidentally saw my client. I'm like, uh-oh. 
I don't think I would be doing this. <laughs> so, I then, guess, I, I guess, wait, I always assumed they went hand in hand, though. But, I, I mean, now that I think about it, they are two separate, totally different things. Exactly, because I know different dealers that they don't, they haven't tapped into that remote viewing type thing. You know, I'm, I'm mentoring someone to um, teach them, um, you know, right off the bat. I know everybody's psychic, so it's like, you know, you just have to be patient and build your confidence with it, whatever you want to tap into. So, Yeah, I was going to say, um, I believe that too, because we all have those, oh boy, those voices floating around in our heads. Um, boy, that, that, it's not, that didn't come out as well as I thought it was going to. Um, but... We just have to tap into it, understand what they're trying to get us to do. And there's there's times that it's not straightforward. I'm, um, sure, I'm sure that drives you nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, as a medium, you know, it's funny. I I really uh, I have when I I've channeled like celebrities. <laughs> I I have some. Uh, funny stories about that but then I'll have like friends that will come and like whisper in my ear and it's like <clears throat> but it's not all the time you know so I don't always have like spirits talking to me and I have the ability to turn it off and turn it on where some people don't I was gonna say that, that was on my mind I was getting ready to ask you that because I know some people hate going to I, I love Walmart should give me a sponsorship for as much as I mentioned this. Going to Walmart and picking things up. <laughs> and I'm not talking about bread and eggs. <laughs> oh. you got to be careful. Yeah, always ground and clear. And whatever you have to do to not pick things up. Yeah, I, you know, it wasn't too long ago. I had some sort of dark entity following me. I was like, okay. No, you can't come in with me. <laughs> you have to stay outside. <laughs> so that's, you know, I do paranormal remote viewing now. So I work with a team of paranormal investigators of the South. So they go on location in Tennessee, and I'm over in Reno, Nevada, and we'll go live together. And I, I have my eyes closed most of the time, and so I'm scanning for um, different, you know, anomalies going on as they're doing their investigations. So that's that's my fun time. <laughs> so now let's 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 drill down on that for a minute because this is, this always fascinates me when I see this going on. Uh, Did they tell you where they're going beforehand? Um, you know, I don't need a location. I don't need to lock in on a location. It's really strange, Jim, because I think I just click into the energy and I'm there. I'm just, my energy is looking around at, you know, what I can pick up. And sometimes it's even historic, like energetic imprints from like hundreds of years prior. You know, I'm picking up, like, pirate ships, and there's, like, no water there. <laughs> <laughs> so, because now, I've often wondered this, because, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the Walmart thing a minute ago. And there are people, there, you, you go in into a investigation with, what, six, seven, eight, I don't know, ten people, right? Plus the people that are there already. There's a lot of baggage in the room before you start. I mean, the people there, they all bring their own handbag full of ghosts, or more, we're assuming, mm -hmm. because I, you know, I believe they're all around all of us all the time. So how, how hard is it to differentiate between Aunt Sally, who wants to tell Jenny a message, because now she's got the opportunity to somebody who can hear it, and isn't being flushed away because she's just not paying attention, because it's not... I don't want to say it's trivial, but, you know, it could be, versus what's actually going on at the site. 
Um, I'm actually picking up the anomalies that are more than the people. I don't pick up the, the live people. I pick up the ones that are spirit forms or, or different things occurring there that they're maybe not, they, the investigators, um, can't see or hear. That's the stuff I'm picking up and, and, um, turning their attention to. So like the last investigation we did, there was an elevator and I said, there's a, there's an air gap on the side, on the outside of this elevator. And, um, this is a dilapidated building. Um, there's been tons of investigations there, but I told them to go over there and listen because there's voices like ungodly voices, like, Oh, you can't make it out. And like, voice over voice coming up through this shaft. Somebody, one of them went over there and they're like, sure enough, yeah, this is what's going on over here. So, um, I don't have a problem differentiating between the person and the, the, the spirit so much. Another fun one of these. Shifting Gears brought to you by evergreenpodcast.com. Shifting Gears brought to you by evergreenpodcast.com. Okay. So I mentioned podcast in the ad read there, fortunately or unfortunately. So what made you, <laughs> what made you want to get into doing podcasts? Because between the writing and the remote viewing, I mean, you already had a set of irons in the fire. Um, well, at that point, I wasn't doing remote viewing. Well, I, that's when I had the experience. This was, you know, the pandemic was beginning. And, you know, when you're an author, you really have to build a platform. I was, I also had an office at the time, of, you know, to do work there. And um, because of the pandemic, I couldn't really do that. So I'm like, well, how can I help people? I always wanted to bring other healers into my office, whatever modality they were doing. And so I thought, oh, maybe a podcast is, you know, what I need to do. But I was, I have to back up a minute because I was approached to become a guest on somebody else's podcast from commenting on a Facebook post. <laughs> so I, so that was kind of something going on. And then, I was working on the second book, a solo book, and I was doing hypnosis, and somehow some psychic information ended up in the recording about me doing interviews. And I, at that point, when I was doing the hypnosis, I had no inkling or idea or inspiration to do a podcast. I'm like, okay, let's do a podcast. And... You know, part part of my healing is really getting out there and speaking. My life purpose is speaking and writing, and so I have I don't like doing public speaking, so I had to get over it. You know, so this was just one of those things that, um, you know, comes with the territory. You have to go jump down. So it's been an interesting uh, journey interviewing tons of people. And, you know, learning from them and their experiences and their stories. So, yeah, that's so what yeah. I like. But this isn't really public speaking. Let's, let's not lie to people here. This is just talking back and forth between people and maybe, you know, it's not nearly as bad as being in front of the live group of people in person. Right. Well, it's baby steps. That's how I, it's baby steps. <laughs> that is for sure. I, I mean, I don't, I, I've, you know, there was somebody who asked me, what would I, what would be the grand vision for the show if they could blank, you know, check something? I said, I'd like to take it live, you know, like a Jimmy Kimmel or somewhere with a, you know, an audience and a stage and do a monologue and then bring in a couple of guests every night. And then I thought about it for a few months and I'm like, you know, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, you're, 
you're on video too, so you know. Yeah, well, that wasn't my idea either, but you know, here we are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the first time I've been on video, by the way, and I ended it once or twice, maybe the third time. Oh. Time. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I like having that go back and forth with my um, guests, and then I started doing live reading on Saturday nights, which I, I kind of just had to stop everything right now. Um, but that was fun because it was just me and the chat going on. <laughs> so, uh, I was going to say, how how hard is it to do a live reading? I mean, I'm not asking you to do one now. I'm just fascinated by the concept of, because when when somebody comes to you and, and pays for a reading, you, I mean, you've got X number of minutes, hour, whatever it is, and you kind of, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, you can for the lack of a better explanation, dig that ditch nice and clean and get, you know, a nice path going there. Maybe path's a better word than a ditch. But but when you're doing live ones, it, you get all this, I, I'm imagining, I'm just assuming chaos. Everybody wants something. Or tell me I'm wrong. Um, everybody wants something? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, everybody wants a reading there, right? And, every, and then, you know, so then all the the people are coming from those people saying, hey, I need to say this to to Roy, who just, we're making solar great, which is great. Um, you know, there's all this stuff, like all these people coming to you because th- this is their moment again. Well, mediumship is not my strong suit, but I'm a psychic. And it, as I'm doing like Oracle cards and Akashic records at the same time, if Every now and then, I will have someone come in that has a message. So, for example, a couple weeks ago, I read a woman that I had read prior, and um, in the in the first reading with her, her mom and dad came through. Her dad really strong. So, the second reading I did for her dad's coming. And the cards are coming up that she, she, I knew she already kind of had an interest in, in doing spiritual work or psychic work. And her dad's like pressing me to tell her, you need to do this so I can talk to you. So, um, it, I don't get like bombarded with like, you know, people on the other side. Not yet anyway. <laughs> or even like real people online. <laughs> I'll just wait. Oh. <laughs> okay, that we've mentioned online. Um, we're going to make this. Uh, I already asked you the easiest question online. That's not fair. I can't ask you another one, but I will. Um, where can people find you? Where can people find me? The best. I hang out mostly on Facebook, but I am on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. Um, Twitter and then I have my website JulianneGetleySmolson.com and I'm on YouTube <laughs> with my podcast so. and all the other fine places you can get podcasts exactly audio yes audio is great thank you don't have to worry wow. don't have to worry about how you look as I fix my hair again um, <laughs> right. it, was, it was ugly and then I put the headphones on which made it worse I'm not sure how that was even possible um, but it happens so okay so let, let's talk about um, goodness I just lost my train of thought oh zenbuzzes.com we, we're talking about websites now uh, so what do you got going okay. on over there what do you got going what are you trying to do I guess that's kind of like on hold right now <laughs> um I've worked with a couple programmers trying to get the back end sufficient, and it's just not the par in my world. <laughs> so what that is intended for is for people like me to go on and offer their services. And then, of course, you know, for customers to come and find those services. So, um, and that's the intention is to have a a safe platform for people to do healing and talk about, you know, controversial subjects like you do. 
<laughs> I, I'm far from controversial, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> um, conversational. Conversational. I, I, oh, and I have both those words in there. I think I think yeah. I, I try to live up to both sometimes. Um, conversational is the well, key, though. Go ahead. Let's do a read. Let's do a reading for you. For me. So you want to you yeah. want you want to break new ground around here? Okay, let's do it. Okay. All right. If you're opposed to it, I can. No, stop. no, I, I am always happy to entertain anything we got going on here. So go ahead. Okay. Apparently, you have something, so we need to get it up. Okay. So. Um, they're kind of a tough cookie, huh? <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not sure. <laughs> you might have opened a can of worms here. Okay. So the first card was intuition. You need to continue to trust your intuition. So you're kind of teeter-tottering on something. Several things. That, that's not helping. <laughs> okay. I'm always so, teetering on things. So you have to, and you've done this before, um, you're like a cat. It's, the second card was resilience. Rise above the tri- tribulation. So there's some icky, really icky stuff going on, and you're also wanting to go in a different direction with something. Uh, I'm related to the first one, which is kind of weird, but yes, totally. um, So, it's uh, take a leap of faith in because this is something different, but it's something that you've been wanting do for a while and um, it's really exciting and don't worry about it it's all going to work out um, so let's pull some more cards <laughs> I'm doing I'm kind of like zinged out I was at a crystal shop doing readings today so oh well uh, okay there, there it is. It's saying, there you go. It says, moving forward, get ready for positive change. So if you feel this is too risky, it's not, it's not a big deal. You know, you're, I pulled a second card with this. Go with the flow. Let things happen. So I really feel excited about this. Um, it, it feels like psychic work. And uh, paranormal stuff. Oh no! Now you're gonna op- now you're gonna open a can of worms there of psychic stuff. <laughs> I'll be well, like you here in a few weeks. Jeez, we can't have that. <laughs> why not? <laughs> you'll know. You'll like know the questions to ask. I still don't know the questions <laughs> to ask. <laughs> I have to write them down. <laughs> Um, do you have any questions I can answer? Do you, or, 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 oh. I, I, I kind of objected to the first one and the second bunch of them being connected. Do you feel the same way? That they were all connected together, all the cards I pulled yeah, for uh, you? The, the, fir- the first one, uh, the, there's definitely an area in my life where I'm trying to edge forward some different things. And then the, on the total flip side, there's some other things going on that fit the last whatever, two or three or four, whatever that was. And like um, I said, like I said, I, I I am a jumbled mess of fun, so I understand why that kind of came out that way. So, well, the first card what I was feeling is that you're not trusting yourself. You have some anxiety about there's like at least three situations that you're not feeling good about these situations. And you're ignoring that. <laughs> well, can you blame me? I don't feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, that's your intuition telling you, like, well, let's not do these three things or four things or whatever it is. But outside of that, there, you've got a couple of really good things going on. One's kind of uh, kind of a grind. One's fun. And then you've got this other opportunity that really would bring, like, this real excitement back to your life. 
And that's really kind of where you need to focus. And if these three things are not fitting, you really need to like understand why they're not fitting, why you don't, why you're in, I mean, obviously your gut's telling you no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm in the process of, uh, how do I say this gently? Remodeling some things. How does that sound? Without giving too okay. much away. Okay. So yeah. th- there is some pro- pro- um, progress and pro- process. There we go. Slow that down so I can I say see. those two words right. Uh, I understand. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I kind of see a picture going on. I understand. So you kind of, you know, I'm exasperated by that. <laughs> I'm so sorry you're going through that. Um, but things happen. So. Um, things will get better. Things are going to get better. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I'm in the process of all that. So hopefully by Halloween, <laughs> it's coming. That, that'll all be cleared up one way or the other. So good, 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 good. Like yeah, I said, there's a, there's a plan in place for that stuff. So that's, you know, dealing with life sometimes is unavoidable in those circumstances. So, uh, I wish you back there. It, it, I was going to say, it's funny you mentioned grinding because I was giving another podcast for, they, you know, people hear you've been doing this for 11 years. What's the, what's the, what's the advice you can give you? Well, the advice is it's a grind. It's every day. You know, there's something that you have to do every day. If it's promote a show, talk to a guest, research a guest, do this, mm-hmm. do that. There's, there's something every day that needs done. It's a grind. And, Success is fleeting. It comes if it comes one day, it won't be there tomorrow. So you get high, right. you get high on your supply, and you're like, "Oh wow, we've made it!" And then the next day, you get two downloads, and you go, "What happened? I, I did the same." <laughs> and it's it's just weird. And so there's that that that. But it's fun. I I this is the fun part of this, right? Where you're talking and doing the the the, mm-hmm. the show part of it, and then there's all that other stuff that everybody right. th- everybody thinks is easy, and it's not. And then you mentioned something good, and I don't want to get into that, but there is something that I was approached, oh, goodness, six weeks ago now about. And um, and you really do need to get back to that because, yeah, well, well it, it would be. I, I really think you, you should because it makes you happy, and you need happy. <laughs> uh, because I understand the podcast. We make it look easy. Yeah. It's so magical. <laughs> um, yeah. Give me some words of wisdom. Just keep going with it. I, <laughs> For you? Yeah, do you take breaks? Do you, do you I play? don't. But okay. I'll tell you why. I'm addicted at this point. Like, I am okay. so over addicted. Like, it's bad. Like, I do miss it Wednesday mornings when I don't do the show. And there have been... Yeah. There have been some that, yes, I probably should have took the night off before. But it was just... I. I'm hardwired to it. Right. But based off the place that, you know, like there's so many things that in my life that this two hour window where I get to come up here and finalize all those notes and make sure everything's right and make, well, <laughs> go through all these updates and all these little last minute things and then mm-hmm. adrenaline builds and then you get to the live show and then you finally get to take that moment and just, it all starts. So, like I said, I'm yeah. addicted. It's a drug. And I'm not gonna lie. It, yeah. I kind of, I kind of feel that way too, because like I haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, I need my fit, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm on a break. So, <laughs> so I kind of, I'm kind of curious. I got, I'm the podcaster and the guest, <laughs> and I got questions for you. No, go ahead. I, <laughs> I, I've got a few more that I'll ask you before the end of the show. But if you got more questions, go ahead. I, I feel that you. Need- I, I just. Where do you want to see this go? Do you just want to keep doing what you're doing? Like you did say you want a studio. Did, well, I, 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 I told you I thought better of that afterwards. Um, it's unappealing. Yeah, you know, I don't know anymore because I've had some amazing guests through the years. And not, not to discount you, obviously, but, you know, not, notable guests and amazing people and all this other stuff. And I just love that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's I, 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 it's I know it's not gonna like 
financially change my life. I get that, right? And if it does, right. I don't. And on the one hand, yeah, it'd be nice to be sitting in a, a world class studio doing this and all this other stuff. But at one, I, that would be great. But on the other hand, I don't want it to change the organic product that it's become. Does right. that make sense? Because that, yeah. that, that comes with a whole bunch of other pressure that I don't want to lose what yeah. it is. I don't want to be right. in a suit and tie and feel the pressure of, you know, having eight people over there watching me depend their livelihoods depending on me doing a good show. Right. So, right. so we basically do it for fun. <laughs> well, I mean, there is some fun. I mean, there's a lot of fun in it, but there's also some quests for knowledge and all that other stuff in there too. So it's true, just, true, just, true, just true. fun. Straight up fun. True, true, so. true, true. Very true. But for you, now I'm going to suggest this to you. Take it or leave it. You don't have to take it or leave it tonight. You just need to think about it. If you are overwhelmed with doing it weekly, maybe try every other week or once a month, and then you can still get that fix and not necessarily yeah. feel the pressure of doing it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm working on a, a side project. That, yeah, well, um, see, that's what I'm thinking. You've got all these other things you're doing. <laughs> And you're doing readings and trying to do a show and, and writing and reading. And working and, three jobs. Yeah. And trying to keep what day of the week it is straight. Right. What's my schedule today? So that'd be my off-the-cuff advice to you. But like I said, I, I don't know any, any more than we've talked about tonight about your life. Because that way you, you get it, but you don't get it. That, that's, that I got sounds it. harsh. Okay, so let's let's get back to you now. Unless you got another question for me. Nope, that's it for now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, here we go. Germantown Runner. He's got a great question. Right, it popped up before I got to the other ones I had. So we're just gonna do his. How do you handle a reading that uh, is delivering? He has air quotes around bad news. I think it's just bad news. I don't know how to uh, frame that any other way. I'm very careful, especially because a lot of my readings are live. Um, bad news. I just try very carefully around, <laughs> but I, I do I do bring it up direct like this. Uh, a lot of times, it's like how to handle things. What you know, how how people can handle things. Or approach things. Bad news. A lot of my readings don't really go into the future too much. Um, like, I don't get that someone's going to die. Actually, I did take, I, I'll take that back because I did tell someone that this person may pass away and they did but it was months later you know um good question um i do the best i can <laughs> you know you know I, I i try to be very compassionate because i've worked with a lot of healers that aren't compassionate and you know getting that treatment from Somebody I'm going to to help me feel doesn't feel so hot. So I'm very careful and empathetic to people when I'm giving reading. I try to be. I'm blunt, but yet compassionate. So let's lighten it up a little bit because, well, how how do you feel about the Ouija board? I have mixed feelings about it. You want me to tell you I mine really first? Stay away from it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you said stay away from it. I hate it because I don't like the spell. Ugh. Okay. Okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Make your great well, articulate point now. <laughs> you know, I really stayed away from it, you know, but, you know, I know everything is energy. And when you're working with something... Anything when you're channeling, 
you need to be careful, like, where this message is coming from, you know, and what, what's the intention behind that message, you know, I, I channel and do remote viewing, you know, the Akashic Records channeling, um, I know where I'm getting my information from. That's like the Ouija board is like an open source. Unless you're like, you, you can tell who you're talking to, you know? Kind of all that. So, I haven't played with it for like 45 years. <laughs> but it's a kid's toy. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that meme. <laughs> 21 to drink, right. 18 or whatever right. to smoke, and, and then 8 to summon a demon. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you certainly can with those things. It's, it's like opening a portal. So, like, come on in. Oh, come on. You don't need a Ouija board to summon a demon. <laughs> well, no, you don't. No. So, while we're in the ballpark of lovely entities, what do you think about psychic vampires? <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> but okay, so, narcissist. <laughs> I was gonna say, so you know they exist. I guess I should be, I should, I shouldn't be laughing when I ask that question. What's that? I shouldn't be laughing when I ask that question. It's a serious question. Well, you know, you have to learn your own personal boundaries to not allow those types of people or beings around you. Um. Although I've been around a lot of narcissists and they'll just suck the life right out of you. So, um, they are, you know, vampires. For sure. Um, Chairman Town Hunter comes back up with another good question here. How, how does Halloween, I mean, we're in October spooky month, right? If it isn't pumpkin spice, uh-huh. it is ghost related. How does that um, impact your business as people, I assume, start looking for it more? You know, I really don't, I don't see a difference. You know, I really don't. <laughs> I really don't see a difference. Well, that's probably a good thing, though, because you don't want all those, here's a bad pun for people in the duck pond, uh, quacks coming to you who are just interested in that treat frill. Yeah, you know, they're, you know, I read somebody last week and they thought I had been into their business and sat there for hours before they came for like a 10 minute reading. Like they total skeptic, total skeptic, but everything I told them was boom, 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 right on. So, so still a total skeptic or what's that? Still a total skeptic or still skeptical. They still walk away skeptical. And that's fine because sometimes I'm a skeptic. You know, I'm trying to do automatic writing over here. And like, or when I was practicing channeling, like, is, is this right? <laughs> is, this, is this right? Because, you know, in my, my work, um, I started using channeling to channel... Um, I don't even know how I came across this. I guess through channeling that there are um, unfound treasures connected to my book that I wrote, um, and I was cha- I was also channeling stuff. And where did how did we get over here? So I, I'm still a skeptic when I channel. So I had someone else channel for me, or, or got a psychic reading to confirm my information that I got. Because I'm skeptical of my own information. <laughs> I get it. So before I forget, <laughs> you, you mentioned the book. Uh, go ahead and um, tell. I mean, I know they're on Amazon, but go ahead and give me a title and a brief synopsis of them because there's two or three, and you got a couple more coming, right? Well, I did uh, two an- anthologies. Excuse me. I have another anthology coming out this month, so I'm just a contributing author. My first solo work was um, 
Master in the Making. It's about my spiritual awakening and all the stuff that happened to me when I was 46, 47. And as my healing process and working with different healers. The second book that hopefully will come out with next year is kind of a continuation of that. Um, but this goes into a couple past lives that are also connected to the first book and the characters from that book. And um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it seems like everything kind of has that twist, doesn't it? It's like my my life story is like, but wait, there's more. Oh, you think that's it? But wait, there's more. <laughs> so how do you how do you unwind from all this stuff, or do you, or do you? I'm like on all the time, so <laughs> I make myself go to bed early and just like. And wine is just, you know, try to like filter everything out and just, I'm always on there. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to say, you mentioned being able to shut it on and off, but I, I get the feeling that, yeah, you're, you're confirming what I was thinking, that you may be able to shut part of you off, but there's still a whole bunch of you that's uh, going 120 miles an hour. Yeah, the mind, the mind, um, what's next, so, um, or, you know, this whole, this last book, The Theory of Eight, that I will come out next year. Um, I, it was like a puzzle. So I'd get a little bit of information and then more information that I'd get downloads. And I'm like, well, what does this mean? I have to research. How is this all connected? So that process will keep you on your toes and wires. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, so I got a interesting past life too. <laughs> uh, and, and your your past lives are um, oh, I can't think of anybody famous right now. It seems oh Marilyn Rose seems everybody pops up with her as some past life. I'm always I'm always I always laugh when I hear that when somebody tells me that I'm like you're like the fifth person that has told me that. Okay, so you'll probably never hear anyone. Oh, maybe. So it took me a long time to figure out who I was in 1787. I was Thomas Paine. The the writer of Common Sense. Yes. I just won Jeopardy. Good night. <laughs> ding ding ding! We got a winner. <laughs> I'll take the rice aroni and leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay, but how, so, how did you how did you come to that? It was a lot. I actually was. I opened the acoustic records, and as I was, and I never had this experience before. They said Julie, 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 and so. You know, spirits there, they know what I'm going to ask. I open the records and I'm like, who was I in 1787? They said, Thomas Paine, Thomas Paine, Thomas Paine. I'm like, what? Who is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) But before that, I, a very long, drawn out story my ex-boyfriend from this life turned out to be Gilgamesh, found out I was his best friend from Babylon. And that these three lifetimes, this lifetime, Tom Payne and Inkadu, um, they're all connected. And this is the end of the story. The story that it's began... In this lifetime. As I say, this is a story that began, I'm counting fingers here, trying to keep up, uh, a while ago. About 5,000 years ago. Yeah, a while ago. I ran out of fingers. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, um, you know, there was a big curse put on me way back when with Ishtar. Ishtar is my mom in this lifetime. You know, some of the founding fathers were my relatives that reincarnated in this life. Uh, it's really interesting. So 
you know, I'm working on this um, doc or commentary with a, a past life hypnotist, and we got more of the story um, beyond what I wrote. So we're going to work on this video that we did. We're working on together, and we're going to put that out. So if you're interested, your audio listeners want to catch that. It'll be on YouTube and my Facebook later on, so you can kind of get some of the story. Now, I, I've got to ask this question because this is where it gets fascinating to me. I mean, obviously, there was probably a Thomas Paine, a wall painter, well, maybe not a wall painter, but you know what I'm saying, versus the famous one that we're associating with. How hard was that to differentiate? Um, it wasn't, it was just pretty clear because as I tapped into that and I started doing more channeling, I discovered I'm like, oh my God, this guy hid journals. He was he was watching the Freemasons and the, the founding fathers back then. And he also was friends with Napoleon. I mean it's very clear. It's like I feel the energy of who he is. That guy's funny. <laughs> they all were. They all were, but you had to understand English. Which sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but their and English is smart. a lot slightly different than ours. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but the he hid these journals, and these journals are all about his investigation of what these people were doing. And they were, you know, a lot of black magic was going on, and there was human trafficking going on. And so this is all connected to Babylon in my lifetime, my current lifetime, and what happened to me as a kid. So. so now I've got to ask this other question. We get back to Babylon and we have Thomas Paine. Was there stops in between? Um, not too much. Um, Gilgamesh, I did have a vision, tapped into that. Gilgamesh did promise to help me. So he and I shared a lot of lifetimes together. He was also cursed, so... With that curse, we saw each other die horrific death. So it's been great, you know, hanging out with him. Uh, so there were other lifetimes, there were simultaneous lifetimes that I had during the time that Tom Paine existed. So I was a black woman, I was a slave, I was beheaded, and Gilgamesh watched it. Well, during the same period, I was a white woman that watched him die, this horrific uh, agricultural accident, and he it was fatal. So uh, I lost the question. I went off. No, no, you, you, you're head. good, because I was just asking about the different stops through the way. Oh, so like an idiot, I've got to jump back into the middle of the show here. You, you did a reading for me off tarot cards. How many decks of tarot cards do you have? Well, I don't use tarot. I use oracle. Okay, split the hair for me and I, tell me the difference. Okay, tarot is the traditional deck that was put together with the full tells the story um, of the full journey. Okay, so oracle is a little different. Oracle is more like affirmations or these, you know, what does it say? Intuition. Use your intuition. Um, these are a little different. And, you know, I don't read cards. Like, I'm more psychically connected. I was turned off by cards for a long time. I didn't start. I wasn't connected to my cards psychically until this last year. So I'm not a long-time card reader. I, I took a tarot reading class, and... They're telling me to read the pictures, the pictures on the face of the card, and memorize the meanings to the cards. I'm like, no, no, this is, no, I can't do that. So then I started reading cards, and all of a sudden I'm connected psychically to my card. So even before I lay the card down, I'm getting psychic information. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes plenty of sense. I get it. Somebody, 
You're going to laugh at me when I say this. Somebody told me I should start reading playing cards. That's an interesting. I love that. I, I've had someone read playing cards for me before. And I kind of look at them like they were full of something, we won't say. But, right. Um, I don't want to say I, I've, I've played with the thought a few times and kind of screwed with it, but I've never really put too much time into it. Well, once you start and you start connecting to those cards, you're not going to turn back. <laughs> people... Well, see, this is, I understand this. That's why I've, (laughs) right? (laughs) So, I don't know. I, I, you know, people are drawn to the cards. So, I can read Acoustic Records, but I have nothing to show them. You know, the cards, for some reason, people love the cards. I I think it's the modern crystal ball. Yeah. Boy, that's going to get me in trouble with somebody. What's your email address so well, I, they can complain to you and not me? No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Go ahead. It's online. Just just Google me. You'll find it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, you know, just my own beliefs, you know, this guy is. <laughs> oh, boy. That's spam at mallard.com. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's going to get bumped uh, back. If they can't figure out my real email address, they can send one there. Oh, goodness. How am I driving? Call 1-800. Yeah, I see one of those the other day, and I said, my speed is monitored by GPS, and I wanted to say, and? Doesn't mean you can go five under, but. (laughs) (laughs) Move it, Granny. Yeah, good grief. Um, Oh, so, I tend to ask a little bit lighter questions as we go forward here. Uh, we've got a staple around here, and he's going to laugh at me for asking you because he's told me I need to stop asking this question, but now I'm addicted to it again. Here we are. What's your favorite breakfast? I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> I love pancakes, and bacon, and sausage. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. A lot, of, a lot of butter, a lot of syrup. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> that's the only way to eat a pancake, right? I mean, come on now. Right? You gotta be soggy. Somebody you need told a spoon to eat them. <laughs> there are people that put peanut butter on pancakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do you want to switch it up? No. Sorry. Put it on the, <laughs> put it on the toast with some jelly, call it a sandwich. Have a good night. Okay. <laughs> Jim does not do peanut butter. Well, not on my pancakes, no. Not on the pancakes. Noted, right? Everybody's running to clarify that. Um, <laughs> Julie, I, I, I'm glad you came, and um, I don't. I just, I'm glad you came, and I'm glad you slowed down for an hour and had a good conversation with me tonight. Oh, thank you for having me, Jim. I really enjoyed being a guest on your show. And, um, and uh, if you have any other podcasting questions, feel free to shoot them to me. I might answer them. Okay. No. I, I, I try to answer everybody that asks me a question, but sometimes people ask me the worst questions. <laughs> Anyways, I guess I'll get back to that here in a little bit. But thank you again for being on. <laughs> have a good night. Oh, thank you. You too. Bye-bye. And there we go. Hope you all enjoyed the uh, stroll through paranormal tonight. Kind of wanted to get into it for October a little bit. Uh, might get back to it, might not. We'll see where it, it falls. Right? It's always October. It's always fun. Always fun around here. Good to see everybody. Good night. Uh, don't forget uh, if you haven't reviewed or subscribed, all that fun stuff. You need to do that. Um, big stuff coming, as you may have heard during the reading. Maybe not. It's the Mallard Report. Yeah, the Mallard Report. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been a good show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Take a few moments, subscribe, share, all the fun stuff. You know how to do it. I don't have to tell you. Just uh, be ready for next week. It'll be sooner than you think.
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.